1: That's one 613 1612 or send an email to info at org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star, you
0: are. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to radio's finest program of Positive Book talk. Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan. I am always happy to be your personal growth success coach right here on the Airways with you, bringing you the authors, the experts, the professionals to help you enjoy a more fulfilled life. So get ready to pump your energy. Love, learn, laugh, listen, live your dreams. We have good books and we have positive media right here for you, and we are a show about doing what you love. The Be The Star You Are Nonprofit Corporation is this show. It is produced by Star Style Production, and in today's Power Hour, I'm going to share all the exciting details of the upcoming September 13th, Books and Bands Bash Benefit, which is celebrating 10 years of this literacy charity, and that's in our first segment. And then in Segment 2, The Book of Dad features the collection of Robert Benson's observations, his insights, and his fatherly advice. And then in Segment 3, we have Joanne Moff, who has dedicated her life to helping those individuals who are obese find and maintain a healthier lifestyle. Her new book is Now What Do I Do? and it offers long-term success. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by the Books and Bands Bash happening on September 13th. For tickets, go to be the star you are.org and the miracle moment is living the life of your dreams is a lot like sailing. You pick your destination, you hoist your sail, you make minor adjustments while your journey is underway, and then you just let the work Uh, The wind do all the hard work. I couldn't agree more. We just have to put in the effort, and then we just have to let it be, and what will be will be. But we have to show up and do what we can to make things happen if we want to live a life of joy. So sit back, relax, and we are going to be bringing you all this kind of information about the Books and Bands Bash. Well, as you know, Be The Star You Are is celebrating its 10th anniversary coming up on, the anniversary is actually September 9th, but in a way we're founded 9 But the party is going to be on September 13th because the teenagers who are volunteers here at the charity They loved the day, the 13th. They thought that was just such a cool number. And, of course, we know that it is a cool number. But also, it was on a Sunday, whereas the... Uh, the ninth was a Wednesday, so that didn't work quite as well as uh, for the kids when they're going to be in school. But we have such an incredible day planned, and I am so excited about it. I just can't wait. There are going to be four bands, and we have something for all the ages because the whole idea of this event is to join the generation gap, to have young people, teenagers, young adults, Older adults, middle-aged adults, everyone enjoying one another's company and hearing kind of music throughout the time. So with the party's going to feature dancing under the stars, we're calling it, to four live bands. Old Hyde Farm is our featured band. Then we have On Called For, Icebox Business, and the Not So Radicals. We're also going to have 13 of the contributors to the new book, Be The Star You Are There, to autograph, the book you can buy books there and you'll get autographs from 13 of the contributors which is really cool and we have one of the endorsers there now the book just arrived and we are so excited we we had a big meeting last night planning this event and we did the unveiling of the books there and all the teens were great so the book is be the star you are for teens the cover is beautiful the interior design is great and of course the stories are very inspiring and we're already getting um, reviews from the book and people seem to really like it so we hope that, that you're going to enjoy it as well so at the event, I just want to tell you a few of the things that we're going to be having. There's, there are We're going to be having lots of raffles and uh, silent auctions, and all of this, of course, is tying in to the number 13. There will be at least 13 different raffle times with hundreds of different gifts. We have phenomenal silent auction items from getaways to really fine art to simple things like pampering and, you know, massages and, and wine and those kinds of good things. I mean, always, always fun. We have uh, several vendors. I think we're almost up, I think we're up to 13 vendors now that are going to be uh, showcasing their fantastic goods at the event. And some of the vendors include, uh, Carmony clutches, which will be there with the handmade handbags and canvases. And instead of the normal prices on the clutches, which can range from $25 that's probably the least expensive on up everything that Carmony collection clutches they're all going to be 13. Highway 13 art is going to be there with unique one of a kind jewelry that's really hip, it's very young, it's teenage young adult jewelry, so that'll be fun. We have a couple of nonprofits showing up, Be the Match. And this uh Be the Match is a for um bone marrow donors, and this is sponsored by uh, uh, Marrow Miracles, and that's going to be wonderful. So if you're interested in saving lives, you can sign up to be the match and hopefully save someone else's lives. We have Mary Kay Cosmetics will be showing up just for information so you can find out what else is coming on. Planned Parenthood, which is reproductive health, they'll have a booth. So you can find out, you know, especially for your teens, all the things that you can do to inform them and keep them healthy and happy. We have Rouge Kiss and Makeup, really cute. This is uh, great makeup as well as uh, makeup consultations and and all kinds of cosmetic products, uh, one of a kind things. We have the Peak Collection clothing, which will be a booth, and this is also it's Los Angeles um, designed clothing, and it will be sold at wholesale prices at our event, so you don't get that very often. New Skin Enterprises is going to be there, and there showcasing some of their new products and from what i hear i was speaking at an event this past week where new skin had did a little demo that i guess they're going to be premiering some kind of new patented material that actually does more than eliminate wrinkles it kind of reverses the aging process so they're very excited about that and then we have stella and dot which is a trunk show type of clothing and they are going to be there and there's probably more people that are more businesses that will be signing up uh, so you'll have to be on the lookout for it we're going to have t-shirts finally we you, there are great Be The Star You Are t-shirts and you'll definitely want to pick one up because on it it says be the star you are there's a great star and it has read lead succeed which is our motto you know how i always say on here to be a leader you must be a reader so they're really cool we have t-shirts in white they're going to be $13 yeah there's that magic number 13 and then there'll be black tanks and those are 15. if you're interested go to com and click on Events, and you can see what the T-shirts will look like. You'll get to see the different vendors that are going to be there. You can link on to the websites of the different bands so you can listen to them. You can get a sneak preview of some of the food and the beverages and, and other, uh, other donors that are there. If you're coming in from out of town, we have several people that are flying in or coming from out of town. The Lafayette Park Hotel, which is this beautiful, elegant hotel in our area, has offered a a very great discount to all Be The Star You Are people. And, again, you can find that either at the the com. go to events... Uh, yeah uh, URL or just go to be the star are dot org be the star dot org and click on tenth anniversary So The kids are going to be making mocktails there'll be lemonade and all kinds of soft drinks and pizza and sandwiches and different munchies all that all of that that's coming up but what i'm excited about is the hula hoop competition <laughs> always loved hula hooping, and a couple of weeks ago, Heather and I did a show about the history of hula hooping and she talked about the hula hoop because this has been something she's always loved and so we've added this hula hoop contest and people are so thrilled about it it's going to be you'll enter for two dollars and annual uh, hula hoop to win lots of great prizes and again there will be great raffle prizes and silent auction prizes as well as the book Be the Star You Are for Teens that will be there now tickets what can you do how can you get tickets well, again, you can get tickets if you just want to come to dance. Get tickets directly on the website, dot org. Go to Donate, and you can buy them right there through PayPal. If you'd like to get a book and a ticket, you can get a great discount. Save $5, and instead of being $13 for the entrance and $20 for the book, you'll get the whole thing for 27 so you can save 5 uh, if you're feeling more generous you want an ad in the program there's only a couple of days left for that and you'll have to email me to uh, get the information. So we are still taking ads uh, for a couple more days and if you'd like to be a vendor you can do that. We have tables for 10 where you're going to have VIP tables where you'll get a book and you'll sit at a special table you'll link all your snacks and everything will be included. And of course the great thing is, is that $600 worth of books will be donated to a charity of your choice in your name. So go to the website, see all the different ways you can help. And if you can't come to the event on September 13th, we are really asking you just to make a donation. How about, you know, $10 for 10 years. A dollar a year. It's, it's not that much. And I think it'll make you feel really good that you are participating in such a wonderful, wonderful charity that has been increasing literacy and bringing you positive media for over 10 years. Now, if some of you are listening and you just recently got my newsletter, I know it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, but I really did mean what I said in it, and I'm probably going to do a blog, but with time the way it's been, I haven't had time to do too much except for be planning this. So the the article that I wrote was called, Making a List and Checking It Twice. And what I wanted everyone to know is that having a 10-year anniversary of an all-volunteer charity organization, all-volunteer, there are no paid positions, including mine, is a huge milestone. Since 1999, we have logged in, that's Be The Star You Are, we meaning myself and all the volunteers, over 219,880 volunteer hours, that's a ton of hours. We've donated more than $1.6 million in resources and we've served almost 200,000 individuals within 60 different organizations so for ten years Be The Star You Are has quietly been operating in the background yes we've had this radio show all that time but we've been helping other organizations shine and most of the volunteers are young people ages 10 to 24 and it's they who have spent months organizing and planning this event to honor this great uh, great time this great milestone of ten years of a charity And it's hard having a charity, let me tell you. So we're inviting all our friends, our families, our fans, (laughs) our fiends and our foes (laughs) for a day of celebration, dancing, book signings, hula hoop contests. There's going to be a martial arts demonstration by two, especially their second-degree black belt martial artists. They'll be doing a weapons thing and breaking boxes. They're just amazing. You've got to see it. People can shop. They can eat. They can mingle. And we've been posting announcements on Facebook and Twitter and MySpace and other sites over the past few months. And we have been rewarded with a plethora of congratulation notices. And, you know, people are writing saying, Bravo, way to go, congrats, you made it. But what's been disturbing is it's just there's not a donation that goes with it. So I'm asking you today, to put your money where your mouth is and because we are making a list and checking it twice. We're like Santa Claus. We know who's being naughty and nice. And all those donations are not going to some third party. You know, they're not going to some accounting firm, and we don't know who's what. The volunteers get every single donation into them, and they know it, and they're making the list. So there is a nice list, and we've listed everyone who's done anything for us. And we also know who hasn't. <laughs> so there's still time for you to get on the night's list. And if it sounds harsh, I'm being harsh. I really believe in this charity. I really believe in the teens. I really believe we're making a difference. And I say, say congratulations with a donation. Go to PayPal and make your donation there. Just go to the website, org, and click on Donate. Any amount helps. If everyone who listened to this program donated a dollar, would probably be enough to get, keep us going and help us make a difference in the world and in your communities. So I am looking forward to seeing all your names on our 10th anniversary NICE list, and I thank you for your contributions, and I thank you on behalf of all the teens. And we'll see you at the Books and Bands Bash on September 13th. And I want you to save a dance for me. All right, when we come back from break, we're going to be continuing a conversation about the generations and helping families to connect. When we bring you the book of Dad, Quotes for a Lifetime of Wisdom by Robert Benson, you're going to love this book. So stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. And we'll be back after these messages.
1: world talk radio variety channel
0: did you know that teens with low self-esteem who feel they don't fit in are more vulnerable to peer pressure more likely to have depressive reactions eating disorders higher rates of alcohol and drug abuse criminal involvement suicide attempts and be involved with risky behaviors you can help make a difference by sponsoring this radio program Be The Star You Are Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, positive media and donates positive books to increase literacy. Call 877-944-STAR, S-T-A-R. For more information, or visit our website at bethestarur.org. Also, you can make a PayPal donation at www.bethestarur.org. Thank you for helping our youth succeed.
1: Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. That's 1 866 613 1612. Or send an email to info at be dot org. Now back to Star Style, be the star you are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, I appreciate you listening to Star Style,
0: be the star you are, where every week we bring you the authors, the experts, and and the imp- professionals who enhance your life and inspire living. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am your personal growth coach. While most parents wish they could be nearer their children 24-7, they'd like to protect them, to advise them, to guide them, to help them make good decisions in life. And while that's not always feasible, former Air Force Sergeant Robert Benson has found a way, maybe it's called the next best thing, he texts them his advice. And while he was home on a, away from home on extended periods. He spent a year just advising his kids with kind of grassroots, homegrown advice that was influenced by his own life experiences. His book is called The Book of Dad. It's quotes for a lifetime of wisdom. Welcome, Robert, to be the star you are.
2: Hey, thank you, Cynthia. How are you today?
0: Well, what a super idea to turn a year of text messaging into a book.
2: Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I um, actually didn't set out to do it. It just kind of came together. I I uh, it's, I've accumulated several of them, and I looked at it and said, maybe I have something here. And well, it's, it's how, how, it, how did that
0: actually happen? Because, you know, I mean, oh, so many parents don't even know how to text yet. I mean, they'll, they'll call their kids or they'll write them a note. But you're right, texting is the way to connect.
2: Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. And I didn't know how to text either. It was something I had to learn about trial and error as well. As a matter of fact, I talk to my kids to make sure I was doing it correctly.
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> was it hard? Was it hard? Because it I mean it's like it's a whole new thing.
2: Yeah, at first it was, but once I got the hang of it I became kind of an expert on it, you know?
0: Yes, okay, so let's talk about some of these quotes, because this is really, it truly really is a quote book, but it's also a very personal book. Did you write most of these yourself, Were you influenced by other people in, uh, in, you know, in these quotes that you were sending them, these little tidbits of wisdom and advice?
2: Well, I weren't all of them, but I was definitely influenced by uh, experiences and whatever I was going through at the time, but they were all originally my my quotes.
0: I wanted to ask you, uh, before we're going to talk about some of them and go through some of these quotes, because they really are very deep, but I read in your bio, Robert, that until you joined the service, you had never ventured further than 100 miles from your home.
2: Yeah, that's true. I'm from uh, Chester, Pennsylvania, kind of an inner-city place there, small, about maybe 30 miles in radius, and was very, very shallow, inexperienced. Uh, Just hadn't been anywhere and learned many things until I... You know, got into the military and uh, saw the world, and uh, my insights changed, and that's the result of uh, so what you're reading now. Is that, you know, the quotes we're talking about now is just a result of experiences and, and getting out from under the shell that I had been in for years.
0: So I can imagine that you would probably encourage other people to get out of their own backyard and see the world because... This book of wisdom really was brought together because of your worldly experiences, and it probably wouldn't have happened had you stayed within those hundred-mile radius.
2: That is so true. I mean, nothing contributes more to wisdom and experience than getting out from under your surroundings. Because uh, a lot of people are unfortunately a part of, or a product of their environment, and to figure out how to become a different product, you have to get out of the environment, especially if it's a neg- that negative one.
0: Well, let's talk first of all about being a dad. It's so obvious from what you write in here that your children are the world to you. They are number one. You just you love them unconditionally. Yet, unfortunately, uh, perhaps because of your uh, your occupation, you didn't get to spend as much time with them as you wanted. So, this was your way of really connecting with them. Is to kind of these are almost like love notes to your kids.
2: Yeah, it's pretty interesting how it how it played out. Uh, well, let me let me just uh, backtrack. They are very important to me, but my wife is more important to me than my children. I kind of well, there's there's a different level of importance, if you will.
0: Oh, I like that. <laughs> that is true. We have to first be connected with our with ourselves and with our partners, and then with our kids, right?
2: Right. Exactly. Yeah, the family echelon, if you will. But the love is, you know, it's different, but it's as strong. But uh, to get back to what you were saying is. Yeah, it's kind of a, almost a, uh, kind of a, an attempt to purge myself from not being around. I'm just letting them know how I really feel about
0: it. Which I think that many people have this. Well, you've divided your book into eight different chapters: motivational, decision- making, relationships, parental, professionalism, spiritual, behavioral and proverbial. Now what motivated you to come up with these chapters?
2: Well, actually, my son, my oldest son, and I sat down and we went through some of the quotes and we, and my daughter as well, and we thought that the best way to, to do it, rather than just kicking out 20 quotes there, we could divide them into different areas. And I, I asked them, what areas did you think that they were applicable to? And that's how pretty much how we came up with it.
0: Now, had they saved the quotes all this time? That was one of the questions I had. Had had they saved the texts? in the beginning? Did they like them? Did they think you were preaching? How did they react in the very beginning?
2: I think they thought I was preaching, and they probably thought I was nuts. To be honest with you,
0: (laughs) (laughs) they may have even deleted deleted some of them. I I (laughs) I bet. Did they Uh, start looking forward to him, Robert?
2: Yeah, they did. They did. They uh, started looking forward to him and saying, "Well, maybe Dad isn't, uh, completing that isn't complete nut job. What he's saying is uh, real." And again, they, they were most nine out of ten at the time it was applicable to something that we were going through or they were going through at the time. So it kind of uh, hit home, if you will, on a number of levels for
0: Well, why don't we start with some of the motivational quotes and? One of the first ones, well, first of all, when you start each chapter, you give just a little synopsis of what the chapter is going to be about and what it really means and how you hope that it will inspire others. And one of the things you say about motivation is demonstrating endurance. And the first quote in the book there is, winning is not an option if you are not in the fight.
2: Right.
0: I thought yeah, I that mean, was very important because you can't win the game if you're not playing.
2: That's absolutely true. I mean, it, it's quarters don't get anywhere, and uh, you can't fail unless you you've tried. And, and most of most successful people have failed, <clears throat> excuse me, more times than they've succeeded. So the bottom line is, they're there to roll your sleeves up and get going, and. and and let the chips fall where they may, but you can't do it if you're not doing anything.
0: So. You you have it. You just you know if you're not going forward, you are going backwards because standing still is not an option. You can be what you want to be, and you are who you decided to be. Again, a very profound one because we have a choice, don't we?
2: Yes, we do. I mean, and basically, you're a result of all the decisions that you've made. I mean, it, I don't know if I can put it any simpler than that. Uh, it you have to pay for just about everything that you do or don't do and you have to make positive decisions and again you're the result of those decisions and I, I, again that's pretty simple i would think uh, well
0: this is what i think is so important about your book we're talking to author robert benson his book is the book of dad it's quotes for a lifetime of wisdom one of the things i really like about it i'm a huge fan of quote books robert i love quote books and these are all very original, and, and as I said, they're deep, yet they're simple. And there's, you have set them out in such a way that you can just open the book anywhere and read a few passages or turn to one of the chapters you think you need, and there it is for you. But this one hit me, and this is also in the chapter on motivation. You can sing someone else's lyrics, however, make it your song. Yeah,
2: that's that's real, huh? It's, Boy, it's, that is it's, that it's real. <laughs> that hit huh? real.
0: How many of us are walking in other people's shoes and not singing our own song? You know, we're not making our own footprints. We're trying to be a mimic of somebody else. It, what I get from that is being original.
2: That's Being original, even though you're following a certain pattern, you still have to bring your own gifts and, and talents and such to the table, and that's the only way you're going to get noticed because most people are noticed by being original.
0: Right, and and I also felt from that one. It's not that you have to reinvent the wheel, so you don't have to do something outrageous. It's just be yourself, you know, be your be your own unique self. And to me, that's, that is so critical.
3: Right. Now,
0: did you have other people help you with these uh, these quotes? I know you were inspired by probably events that were happening in your life, but were there other people that worked on them with you?
2: No, it's not really worked on them with me. My daughter is a uh, school teacher. And she kind of did the old um, uh, edification, if you will, uh, grammar checks and those types of things. But
0: uh, Well, and she also wrote the foreword.
2: Yes, yeah, she did. She wrote but, the forward as well. And she kind of made sure it, they made sense, uh, were grammatically correct, if you will.
0: And you have, uh, you have photos of your children in the book. So your, your daughter must be the female photo in here. That's correct. And then your sons are baseball players?
2: Yeah, they were, but they don't play very much baseball right now. But that was what I wanted them to do. But that kind of test is a testimony to they're going to end up doing what they want, whether what you want them to do or not is what it boils down to.
0: And, you know, and you have quotes to that also in there, which I think I guess that speaks to the, the song that we were just talking about. But I think that's very important is that as a parent, we really can't determine what our ki- what we want our kids to do. We just really have to encourage them and help them to be the best people they can be. And as you say in um, in your chapter in relationships, family is the first team you are part of.
2: Oh, that's that's correct. Uh, and, and the the thing about it is, while you, while you're being a part of a team, you want to make sure that everyone's interacting in a loving manner and still understanding their roles and. Not being overly domineering, again, uh, going back to the baseball thing, I wanted them to play baseball, but ultimately I could only expose them to it and make sure that they were exposed to other things as well.
0: Now, were you a baseball player? Or is that why you enjoyed it, or was that just a dream of yours that you didn't reach?
2: It was a dream of mine that I didn't reach, that I thought I had potential for. And...
0: Right, right. See, that, that happens a lot, I think, with parents. What do you say when you talk to other dads, you know, if they're saying, hey, my kid's worthless, he's not doing what I tell him to, you, to do. Do you have advice for for parents on how, you know, how this is the best way to, to raise a decent human being and let them, you know, become part of the family team?
2: Well, the thing that you can try and do is, is you know, everyone has a different uh, style or or what have you. The thing I've learned that's the most effective is to not <clears throat> cut off the communication between you and your child. Not stifle the communication between them because you're trying to make them see your vision. If you're able to um, hear them for not listening to yourself, tell them all the time, if that makes sense, uh, then then you're effective. And that's what I try to tell people when I do offer advice because sometimes the worst advice is advice and people don't want you to tell them how to raise their own child, but... Me, what my recommendation normally is is to try to hear what, they, what, what they're saying, whether they're saying it verbi- verbally or physically or they're acting out in some way.
0: You know, I, I think what you just said is very important because communication is the key at all levels, but with especially with parenting, what teens especially want, they just want to be heard. And you said the right word. We have to learn to listen but also to hear them and to be watching their body language, so not just listening just to their words, but to their actions as well. Perfect. You write in your book in the chapter under parental is that being a good parent is the most important job. How do you feel about the job you've done?
2: <clears throat> well, I, I wish I could say I was perfect, but I'm absolutely not that. Um, I think. And no I'm one is,
0: Robert. No one is. We all have our we all have our times, don't we?
2: Yeah, that's true, and and, and actually, this uh, this this book and these quotes I was writing was sort of an improvisation, so to speak, of uh, trying to fill the limitations or deficiencies that I had been, uh, 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 I guess, a uh, uh, lack of performing uh, as a parent. It was it was a way to try and, and fill those voids. But to to say that I'm perfect, no, I'm not. To say that I'm adequate, I would say, yeah. Am I there for my kids the best I can be? I would say I'm doing pretty well, good. I'm
0: not... Now, is your schedule as, um, takes you, does your schedule take you away as much as, as it did when the kids were younger? Are you more available to them in person these days?
2: Well, my, my current employment situation is uh, I'm home on the weekends now and, and back and forth during the week as I can be, but two of my children are really not home. My youngest son is 15, and, He's home during the week and he's the one that really needs my presence the most right now
0: yeah absolutely uh, that is a a—it's a critical time in their life
2: it is and I'm usually there on the weekends, but prior to that I was a you know it, it was my my time home was even few fewer and far between so to speak because I was active duty and I was uh, working in another state altogether, so I was flying back and forth a lot and you know just not there physically like I would
0: But, But, know that that, had to be very hard on you, too. And I don't think your experience is unique in the fact that many moms and dads in this day and age have to travel a great deal. And especially in our economic times, as much as we'd want to stay home, sometimes it's not possible. So it's like you did the next best thing, is you kept in touch with them uh, by texting and letting them know that you care and that you were there for them. And it sounds like you're present as much as possible.
2: That's that's true. I'm doing the best that I possibly can with the technological means that are available. And, you know, it's years ago there's no way no one would have been able to send a daily text message to anybody, huh?
0: No, you know, isn't that interesting um, that we actually are living in this time now? Because think about dads 10 years ago. They couldn't do that. They'd have to make a phone call. And if you were in some place where you couldn't make a phone call you know, or, or there wasn't a pay phone or before cell phones, that was always, always pretty difficult. Now, how do your kids, do they feel good? I mean, obviously they probably are very honored that you wrote this book, but has it accomplished what you wanted it to accomplish?
2: Well, it, it's, in, it's improved the communication between them and I. Uh, so I would say on that level it has, and, it, and it's also conveyed to them the, <clears throat> excuse me, the feelings that I have for them my concerns, my, my, my you know, dedication to their success, so to speak. But the other purpose I have for it is to just get the word out to other parents and see if they could possibly do the same thing. And, and we're working on that right now by trying to get the book out and get people to purchase it and use it themselves.
0: And we're talking about the Book of Dad, Quotes for a Lifetime of Wisdom, by Robert Benson. Who would you like to recognize or give tribute to in any way?
2: Well, first of all, I got to give all praises to God. You know, without him nothing's possible. Uh, Amen wife, to that. My wife, Juliet yeah, Benson, and my parents, my mother and father Robert and uh, Lorraine Benson. And of course, my children, uh, Erica, Dawes, my daughter, uh my son Yulon Marcus Benson and my youngest son Yulon. Uh, so my youngest son Robert Andrew Benson. Yeah, those are my kids.
0: Well, it sounds like you've got a great family, and they're very fortunate, Robert, to have a dad who cares about them so much that he writes a book that's called The Book of Dad that is quotes for a lifetime. Now, for anyone out there, how can we get the book? Is there a phone number to call? I know people can go to Facebook.com and look you up there, and they can find you, but is there some place you'd like to send people?
2: Well, I'd like to send them to Xlibris.com, X-L-I-B-R-I-S. And they're the uh, publishers of the book, and just simply do a search for the book itself. Uh,
0: okay, perfect. That's Libri, e, it's xlibris. It's x l i b r i s. So xlibris And you can just type in either Robert Benson's name or the name of the book, The Book of Dad. It's quotes for a lifetime of wisdom. Robert, you're doing the right thing. I love it that you're texting your kids and best of success with your 15-year-old. And tell your daughter she did a great job, and I know that the kids are really proud of you. So I commend you for what you've done in writing your book.
2: Hey, Cynthia, thank you very much. I appreciate the acknowledgement, and I definitely appreciate your time, and I admire what you and your daughter, Heather, do there as well.
0: Thank you so much, Robert, and thank you for being on Star Style. Be the star you are. This is Robert Benson. His book is The Book of Dad. Please go to com. Look it up. You'll really like it. It's a quote book. Fabulous. When we come back from break, we are going to be looking at obesity and we are going to learn how to stop it in its tracks with author Joanne Moff. I am Cynthia Bryan. We'll return shortly. Stay with us right here on Star Style. Be the star you are.
1: Everyone counts. That web address again is ww.bethstarur.org. Be the starur.org. Two seven. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side.
3: www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Are you ready for Dancing Under the Stars? Hi, I'm Dave Prezicki, voice actor and volunteer with the Be The Star You Are charity, inviting you to join our 10th anniversary celebration on September 13th at our Mega Books and Bands Bash. New York Times best-selling author Cynthia Bryan and 13 contributors will be launching and autographing the new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, with all proceeds benefiting the charity. You'll meet celebrities, enjoy mocktails, snacks, raffles, martial arts demonstrations, the music of several live bands, be able to buy unique gift items from a variety of vendors, and also save lives by registering to be a bone marrow donor at our swab meet sponsored by Marrow Miracles. The donation is only $13 per person for a full day of family fun, and it's 100% tax-deductible. Bring your wallet and get ready to make a difference while having a great time. Are you interested in being a corporate partner, buying a table for 10, advertising in our program, or buying cases of the new book? We have lots of ways you can help. Contact us toll-free at 877-944-STAR. That's 877-944-7827. See you there.
1: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. That's one 613 1612 Or send an email to info at org. Now back to star style, be the star you are, with the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are.
0: Well, I'm so glad that you're staying tuned to Star Style, Be The Star You Are, where every week we are bringing you interesting authors, great information, and books that you need to read. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I'm here to aid you in living a happy, healthy, long life. Well, morbid obesity is now the second leading cause of accidental death. It kills more people each year than automobile accidents drug overdoses, or guns, but obesity doesn't have to be a death sentence. Joanne Moff has dedicated her life to helping obese individuals find and maintain a healthier lifestyle through bariatric surgery, and her passion has led to a solution. She has written a book, Okay, I've Gone Through Weight Loss Surgery, Now What Do I Do? Welcome, Joanne, to Be the Star You Are. Thank you. Well, statistics have indicated, Joanne, that two-thirds of adults in America are overweight or obese. And I wanted you, before we talk about the what do we do next, what is weight loss surgery? Who needs it? And when do they know they need it? Could you just give us uh, kind of a little background of it? Uh, The
4: qualifications for weight loss surgery, uh, the... Big thing that insurance companies look for is uh what we call a body mass index, which is an indication of how heavy you are. They look for a body mass index that's at least forty or thirty five if you have a bunch of uh associated health conditions like high blood pressure, uh high cholesterol, sleep apnea, things like that. Um it's a very long process to go through. You have to get recommendations from your family doctor and then go through a long process of completing paperwork and basically proving to insurance companies that you have the need and um, uh, have all the, the illnesses that go along with it to get the approval for the surgery.
0: So, in other words, a person can't just go in to a surgical. Uh, situation and say, I want to have weight loss surgery. I mean it really is a medical must it is it is so when people go through it now uh, from your book okay i 've gone through weight loss surgery now, what do I do? You indicate that there are three uh, is it two or three kinds of different surgeries it 's the lap band, the ruined y, and then the the uh, BPD. Tell us a little bit, just, you just tell, me, tell us what that is so that we can go from there so that we know what we do after we have it.
4: Uh, each of the surgeries, the, the lap band procedure is basically a procedure where a band is wrapped around the stomach and uh, tightens it so that you're restricted in the amount of food that you can eat. It doesn't offer any kind of malabsorption of calories or nutrients, just strictly uh, limits how much a person can eat. The Ruin-Y surgery uh, incorporates um, restriction as well as some malabsorption, and it's mostly just of nutrients. Um, that also forces a person to eat less food, and uh, they have some malabsorption of, like, some of their vitamins and minerals. The BPD surgery is uh, the most malabsorptive or is mostly malabsorptive. Uh, it is restrictive as well. the The size of the stomach is... Uh, is changed to a smaller size and the intestines are rerouted and it causes a significant amount of, amount of malabsorption of like proteins and fats and nutrients. And the BPD is actually not performed near as much across the country as it used to be because the malabsorption that comes with it can be pretty severe and people can get really sick if they don't um, meet all the requirements that they need to as far as protein and vitamins and so forth.
0: Well, and this is where routine. your book really comes in, because you have outlined in your book exactly what people need to do after they have the surgery. And I found it so interesting that the way this book developed was this—it was truly a labor of love for you. And when you were a new hire, you were encouraged to find ways to inspire your patients. They you the—they called it the pickle. And yes. so this, you just kept adding on to different ways until it became a book. Yes, I did.
4: Uh, It started off as something very simple, you know, uh, just a... a Like a pamphlet. Pardon me? Like a pamphlet? Yeah. Initially, I thought, you know, I would come up with like an interactive kind of thing where patients could give their input because, you know, they've been through the surgery, so they know what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And, you know, put together their information and my information, and I thought, oh, it'd be just a simple little booklet. But uh, the more information I got from them and the more information I found on my own, it, you know, it just turned into a book.
0: And you have been a physician's assistant for many years, so this is your area of expertise. Yes. So is it, it must be very interesting because you must meet a lot of different people that have a lot of different needs. And what you just said previously is, I imagine that most people once they have or when they before they have the surgery, they may not need they may not know how much water they have to drink on a regular basis, how much vitamins they have to take, and the kinds of foods, and how they 're going to have to really have a lifestyle change this isn 't about just getting thin overnight it 's really about changing your life
4: exactly it is
0: so let 's is- talk about some of the the uh, things that happen after surgery because obviously being obese is a health risk in itself and all surgeries have a health risk. But when you have uh, a surgery to help you with your your situation, there's certain nutrients that you have to get into your body. And the first one you talk about is the amount of water that needs to be drunk every single day.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, um, we recommend patients drink 64 ounces of water a day. Um, partly the reason for that is to help the kidneys to flush out toxins. In the beginning after surgery, their patients are losing weight rapidly and they have a lot of extra toxins and things floating around in their body and the extra fluid helps, helps the kidneys to flush all that
0: out. Does that seem to be difficult for patients to drink a lot of water? I mean, have you found that they were drinking other things before, whether it was coffee or soft drinks? or Does the water seem foreign to most patients?
4: For many patients it is. Um, I would say for the bulk of them it is. So getting them to, to start drinking either water or at least low-calorie Drinks and get a, getting away from the regular pop and, and things along those lines it 's a very big transition
0: that is big well, one of the things that I think is so terrific in your book is you talk about the various uh, foods, vitamins, as well as drinks, and what they have in them you know or how much you should have like if you 're going to have something like a Gatorade or an all sport what what it contains, what it contains in electrolytes and how much sugar it has in it, or the different kinds of bottled water and which ones, you know, which ones have uh, what kind of minerals, et cetera. I would think that this really helps patients make an informed decision of what's going to be better for this their situation. Yes, because
4: they want to be making better choices, healthier choices, and finding things that are low in sugar or sugar-free and finding things that, are, that offer them vitamins and minerals,
0: and, and that's... That's why I wanted to put that in there. Yeah, it was, it's helpful. Now, protein, you want the, your patients consuming 50 to 100 grams of protein every day. And I bet you people go, I, how am I going to get that much? And because they're eating less as well. But again, you give different kinds of foods, the serving size and the grams that they'll get so that they could easily figure out what would be a good source of protein for them. Yeah, it it's very
4: overwhelming when they first hear how much they need to consume a day. And then when we sit down and we talk about it, we break it down and they're like, "Oh, well, that's not as hard as I thought it was going to be." And and it just it just helps to put into perspective what's out there, what's available, healthy food choices and great ways to get their protein in.
0: Now, now do you find that uh, if uh, a an obese person does have a bariatric surgery, that it saves the insurance companies money in the long run or it actually, you know, helps health care because the people are healthier in the long run? I mean, how do insurance companies look at it? In, in the
4: short term, it, it is more money up front for the insurance companies to cover the surgery. But after the surgery, when patients start to see their diabetes go into remission and see their high blood pressure go away, the high cholesterol go away... When they don't have to take those medications anymore, they don't have to do the insulin, they're not visiting their doctor all the time or going to the emergency room, in the long run, it saves the insurance companies a considerable amount of money. And in fact, within about two years, um, the surgery itself has already paid for itself as far as all the other health problems that patients typically deal with.
0: Now we're talking to Joanne Moff and she has been a physician's assistant for a number of years specializing in bariatric surgery and in helping patients who have obesity issues to overcome it, and what they can do after weight loss surgery. Her book is Now, What Do I Do? A Guide for the Weeks, Months, and Years Following Bariatric Surgery. Joanne, how long, in your opinion or in your expertise, does it take for someone who goes through one of these surgeries to actually get a new lifestyle change? Because it's usually said that we can change our lifestyle if we stick to something for at least 30 days and do that every day. But do you find that you, the patients are really motivated to have a new lifestyle? When,
4: when the patients start to see their weight dropping, that's a very big motivation for them to, to, to do what they need to do to continue that weight loss and to stay on track we see that they do very well for the first uh, two to three years after their surgery. And it's not unusual after that for them to start to become a little bit more complacent about um, their eating habits and maybe start to fall back into the old old habits, you know, the stress eating and all that kind of stuff and see them start to have problems again, um, with primarily with
0: weight regain. So um, this isn't having bariatric surgery isn't a miracle cure then. I mean, the bottom yeah. line is it's up to a patient to create a healthy life.
4: Exactly. The surgery is a is a great tool to help restrict how much they can eat or to help them, you know, restrict how much they absorb or both. But but the the best way to make the surgery really work for them for them to be really successful is to change their lifestyle. Do you show
0: them then exercise programs or recommend exercise programs that are going to be, you know, important for them? Because they do have some limitations after a surgery, like anyone does after any surgery as far as movement goes. What kinds of exercise is good for a surgical patients, or does it vary from patient to patient?
4: It varies from patient to patient, uh, there are some patients that have a lot of uh,
0: limited... They're
4: limited in their uh, ability to do things based on back pain or knee pain uh, or getting out of breath easily. So we typically, you know, have them do simpler exercises, maybe exercises you can do seated in a chair or, um, you know, walking, those those kinds of things. Whereas other patients have much better mobility. They, you know, right after surgery, they're feeling um, more energetic and they can do more. They may uh, join a gym, join curves, you know, something like that, and and, uh, get more involved physically right off the bat.
0: Well, obesity is really a worldwide problem, and we really have a problem, obviously, in the United States. But what is some of the stigma that you see with obese people? Because there seems to be discrimination in the job search, uh, just in social interactions.
4: One of the big things that I see over and over again is, or the the attitude that I see over and over again is that obese people are lazy, and they they have no self control, and that's why they're overweight. When in fact, it's primarily genetics is the reason why they're morbidly obese. Um, some of the other stigmas they they're you know like at work they're, they're lazy, they're not ambitious, they. Um, you know they they don't get promoted in their jobs. Uh, in the healthcare setting, it's unfortunately we see a lot of stigma and discrimination. Uh, same types of things. You know the the, the obese patient is, is lazy. they they complain more. Um, and in the education set, setting too, we see it starting with our with our little kids when they first go to school and they go to preschool and they go to kindergarten, you know, already the stigma starts when they're little and then it continues through into college and and uh, into their adulthood.
0: But the good news is there is things that we can do, and Joanne Moth's book is, Okay, I've Gone Through Weight Loss Surgery, Now What Do I Do? Joanne, do you have a website you want to send people to, or should we send them to exlibri.com? What would you prefer? They can go to
4: exlibris.com and either... Uh, to a search by my name or by the title of the book, or they can go directly to my website, uh, which is
0: joannemoff.com. And that's very easy, and it's Joanne with an E Joanne Moff, M O F F com, or you can go to com, which is x-l-i-b-r-i-s the name of the book is Now What Do I Do by Joanne Moff thank you so much for coming on the show and enlightening us about the issue of obesity as well as what we can do after we have the surgery it really is important that people not discriminate and they get the help that they need
4: well thank you uh, I appreciate that uh, you find this as, as important as I do and I'm Happy to, to be part of the cause to make obesity a problem of the past.
0: Well, good for you. And you just keep helping people achieve their success to, to maintain a healthy lifestyle. I commend you for that, Joanne. Thank you for joining us on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. And thank you, all of you out there, you're great listeners. We really love it that you allow us into your life each week. Make sure you're tuned here with us every week. And until we celebrate next week, go to org. And remember to be the star you are. Celebrate life. Live in the moment. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Thanks for joining me.
1: The Star Style, Be The Star You Are. For more information about Be The Star You Are nonprofit corporation, please visit thestarur.org That's thestarur.org Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer with courage to